I'm Jake Thompson, and this is the Better Than Yesterday podcast. What's up? Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Jake Thompson, and I'm freaking excited you're here. Man, it's a good day. Good day, good week. I hope you're out there doing your best to compete for those goals, relationships, and ultimately everything that you want out of this one and only shot at life. Before I dive into this week's episode, I want to invite you to our first ever Compete Every Day live event. We'll be hosting this event in Dallas June 10th, and you can find out more information by checking out our website, competeeveryday.com slash pages slash event. And there you'll find details. It'll be Dallas. It'll be uh, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Central Standard. Uh, We'll have some food, some drinks, a workshop on how you can set and crush your goals, as well as a live interview and recording of the podcast episode there with a special, special surprise guest. So if you'd love to check it out, we would love to have you. Tickets and more information can be found at competeeveryday.com slash pages, P-A-G-E-S, slash event, E-V-E-N-T. I hope to see you there June 10th. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Uh, I think you're going to just find a ton of fun, a ton of positive energy from today's guest. Ben Kenyon is the athletic performance coach for the NBA's Portland Trailblazers, and he also runs a podcast called The Unique Podcast. I had the opportunity to be on Ben's show uh, earlier this year, and so after just getting to know the guy and chat through a number of things on his show, I knew I wanted to get him on ours. So we had a ton of issues trying to schedule this episode between NBA season and playoffs, but Ben had some time before he takes a much-needed vacation to sit down share kind of his philosophy on life, how he's gotten to what many would consider a dream job working in the NBA as a performance coach, and his mindset uh, that's driven him toward that success. So without further ado, I'm excited to introduce you to Ben Kenyon. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm joined today with Ben Kenyon from Portland Trailblazers and the Unique Podcast. Ben, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Jake? Man, great. We uh, we had a little chance to catch up uh, right before we hit record, but uh, I had the opportunity to, to record a session with Ben on his podcast back in February, and we've been playing phone tag for a couple of months to get him on our show, but... The man's busy man, especially during basketball season and, and playoff season. And so why don't you give everyone just a quick high-level introduction to you, uh, who you are, where you're from. Uh, we'll dive in. Yeah. Um, so uh, Ben Kenyon, uh, performance coach with the Portland Trailblazers, um, founder of the Unique Peace and inspired leader, advocate of purposeful movement. I really, I enjoy helping others figure out what it is that they love to do in life and um, kind of taking that full leap into it and, and, and coaching them up on how to just dominate. And I've been on this mission for a while because I, like I thought about it like a while ago, 
what is it? When I was 13, 14, I told myself when I, if I wasn't going to play in the NBA, I still needed to help out somehow, some way with athletes. I need, I needed to help people um, in in spaces that I enjoyed. So for me to be here um, is a great moment, just because uh, you know the, there's a lot of people that always say like, hey, if you you know if you don't make it to the NBA, what else would you do? And it's cool to kind of answer that question now and say, still go to the NBA <laughs> and, and do it from a different space and the space that was probably meant for me versus uh, what a lot of people do is just force themselves and try to force themselves like a, what is it, a, a square piece into a, a round hole. Yep. A lot of people are continuing to, to put themselves in these boxes where they're not supposed to be. So um, I've been blessed and fortunate to understand opportunity. And, and when it came knocking, um, you know, a while ago for me to do the things that I've been doing, you know, now um, I had to embrace it and jump into it. So I'm a just a, a crazy, crazy positive person that I've, I've learned that it, it helps me and it helps others. And um, I think that's a pretty cool intro. But yeah, that's, no, I love it. Dude, yeah. I love it. And that is that is very much you to a T. So tell me a little bit what led you to performance training at the highest level, the highest yeah. level of that sport? Like when did you first get turned on to that aspect of the game versus say coaching X's and O's or um, any other piece that goes obviously within an organization within the sport of basketball? What led you to that specific piece? Um, and then how did you start building your skill set for it? Um, I, I love the weight room. I mean, it, it was super simple when I was younger. I, I, what is it? My coach from elementary school, he introduced me to the weight room in like seventh, eighth grade. I love basketball. And I would continue to pour into those things daily. And obviously school was important as well, but those are the things I was, I was extremely passionate about. So over time, as I continued to grow, I just said, all right, what are the things that I just love doing? So played basketball, um, in high school, Blair Academy, prestigious high school, um, top five in the country, had a lot of NBA players on my team. Um, we woke up every day, hooped, uh, worked out 6 a.m., 5 a.m., and I still love lifting. I still love basketball. And so I get a scholarship to Delphi University. And I realized right around my sophomore year, like, eh, my body hurts a little too much. And I don't really love basketball. I'm playing basketball as much as I used to as a kid. And so um, I kind of looked around. I was like, all right, well, what else do I still love? And I still love lifting. I still love my um, working on my body and, and um, how I felt. And so uh, I told my coach, I, I voiced what I really wanted. And I told him, I said, I want to be the best strength coach I can possibly be. And this is my junior year. And I told him, I said, I do not want to play basketball after college. That is not my mission. And when I said that to him, he said, all right, well, I'm going to help you get to where you want to be. And all I need from you is to give me 150% right now over these next two years. And, you know, your wish is granted. And so I, I just worked as hard as I possibly can, uh, could do to, to give him what he needed um, from a senior, from being a junior and a senior captain on the team, um, to being a leader on the court and to learning how to to, to truly um, step into the performance space as a player. So my coach said, hey, I want you to put together this entire preseason and in-season training program. 
And at that point, I didn't have any experience <laughs> sort of training. It was just like I, I knew some things. And so I signed up to be a personal trainer. Um, I talked to a couple exercise science folks. I graduated with a sports management degree. But like I said, I was very passionate about training and I've always been. So uh, fast forward, I get a grad assistantship um, at George Washington University. I uh, end up leaving that grad assistantship to go work at the University of Florida uh, with Billy Donovan. And I was an intern strength and conditioning coach there. And the one thing that, that hopefully you can hear is basketball and strength training uh, paved the way for me. And I ended up getting a head strength and conditioning job back at GW um, because my, my former boss recommended me for the job. He's retiring. And I was there for about six years. And I oversaw all 23 sports. I had a cool department. I had a lot of things that um, I was able to actually build there, but I was still overseeing basketball. I was still in, in basketball and basketball still worked for me. And then um, I met this amazing dude named Todd Forcier, that the guy I work with right now, uh, who literally every year since I met him, kept, like continued to call me and say, hey, got this job opportunity. You interested? I was like, uh, I'm good. Cause I was moving up to GW and I wasn't stagnant. So they were, they were investing in me. And so I couldn't really step away until he, he called, he actually texted me and said, send me your resume. You're not going to turn this down. <laughs> and, and we got on the phone. It's like, what do you mean? I'm not going to turn it down. And he was like, well, you got this position open with the Portland trailblazers. You're my guy. Let's go. And like, I think within three weeks I was out here. And so I, I, I credit all of that to basketball, to having a passion for basketball, to having a passion for performance training. Um, and and I, I truly believe if you want to be amongst the best in the world, you have to have that mentality because uh, this is what they're about. They're about um, the work that you've put in. Uh, I, can, I can tell the people out there listening if you want to be around these elite type of people, um, the only way you're going to get there is if you can show from your resume of what you've done in life um, that you are extremely passionate about what you do. So I can literally tell that story to anybody and let them know, like, hey, I like performance training isn't something I just picked up. I didn't just start doing this the other day. Basketball isn't something I just picked up. This was literally my way of life. And my friend, my family, anybody that knows me understands that performance training, um, I love everything about it. And basketball, I can probably tell you everything about it. It's just that this is the way I needed to, this, this is where I'm supposed to be with it versus the typical way of, um, you know, you having that dream of playing in the NBA and, you know, you don't get there. And next, you know, you kind of fall off track. Well, I understood the opportunities that were in front of me and, um, I always just shot to be the best that I can possibly be at something and, you know, land where I land. And I was fortunate enough to, to, to land here because to be honest with you, Jake, I did not um, actually have this on my goal list. I did not have working in the NBA on my goal list. It was, it was nowhere near it. It was just the list was on the list. It was spelled out as I want to be the best. I want to be the best performance coach I can possibly be. And let's just see where that takes me. And so now that you are performance coach at the highest level, working with the best athletes in the world, 
what are your career goals now? Like what's that constantly? Because obviously the people that are always striving to be the best are constantly running toward a horizon that's always moving. Like that, there's always that moving target that we're continually striving towards. So what, what does that look like for you now in terms of your career? Um, you know what? I, I've, I, I want to be a head performance coach in the NBA. That's something I definitely want to do. Um, but I also want to continue to, to expand and help the world. That's where the unique piece comes into play. Uh, you know, we launched last October with the podcast video um, series that we've got out there that you can all go check out at uniquepeace.com. Um, but I, I had this energy of like, all right, well, I keep running into these amazing people, um, you know, during my travel throughout the summer to go train guys during the year, um, just in coffee shops and places that um, I frequented. And they were all um, taken back by, that's the knowledge I had and the knowledge I gained. Um, that was, that had nothing to do with basketball. It had nothing to do with strength training, human performance, all that good stuff. But, and, and then at that moment I said, all right, well, there's more that I have to offer. Here's another opportunity to share. And so I, I look at it as now this is another space that people are saying, all right, well, you're inspiring me to want to step into my purpose, to want to live life um, the way I want to live it versus um, the norm and the standard that I'm supposed to have, the, the nine to five, I'm supposed to have this, I'm supposed to have that. Well, if, if I love this, this is how you pour energy into it. And so my goal now is to obviously continue to do what I'm doing with, uh, you know, within the NBA because I love it. Um, but at the same time, I want to pour into other things that I love and look for the opportunities to, to be the best at it. And so now it's the podcast and we're building on the podcast and we've got other things. We've got the purposeful post, the newsletter that we put out. Um, a couple other things are coming this summer. We just put on an event um, to raise money for the Movember Foundation and highlight the triathletes that are doing the triathlon um, with me in Victoria, BC. And that's training with a purpose. And so now it's, it's just basically doing everything I possibly can do that I love um, on purpose because if, if you don't, I feel like it's, it's, you're not living um, up to your standards and you're not living your true life. And, and that's, that's what I've learned is basically the most important thing is that you have to live the life that you've set out for yourself. Absolutely. So, let, so I got two questions for you on that note. One more fun, one not. Uh, on the fun side, you're doing something for the Movember Foundation. Are you going to shave that just wonderful beard I've seen you have online like that is a good strong beard are you gonna just get rid of all of it when you go do this triathlon is it a little more aerodynamic is it part of the fundraiser you know what it, it is not part of the fundraiser the fun part about what they've got going on and i hope this is the tough question uh, because uh, it's it's um they have this thing called move and if you're not like uh they, they wanted to make sure they can bring women into it obviously because they they don't have the ability to grow the mustaches and all that good stuff. So you, you have this uh, mindset of just moving for men's health and, and doing a triathlon, obviously there's a lot of movement. And so that's going to be my mission is just to say, Hey, I'm going to continue to move um, for men's health, move for the cause and make sure people understand that uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of deeper issues going on with men and uh, 
don't want to jump too deep into it, but to, the big reason that I'm, I picked Movember is I lost a friend maybe a year and a half ago to suicide. And, and it's unfortunate. I feel like, to be honest with you, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now in my life is to help the next person avoid that. And, and what, what I look, when I look back at his life, what I truly understand about it is he didn't understand his purpose. He didn't understand his mission. He couldn't figure out what example he was giving or, or how he was going, going to lead somebody else. And so my mission now was to help other men understand that we are all leaders. Um, we all have the ability to train. We all have the ability to love. It's just that we need somebody sometime as an influencer, as a mentor, um, as a friend to kind of guide us in that direction. And so I want to be that friend to whomever from a social media standpoint. I want to be that friend to uh, my, my friends on the triathlon team, to the people that showed up at the event, to the 15 awesome players that I work with every day. I want to be that guy, that outlet, that when you have that thought, nothing crazy like a, a suicidal thought, but you have a thought about, hey, I want to be great at this. I want to be able to provide a resource, an experience, um, a, a phone number, relationship, something that will allow you to take a step in a positive direction because it's, it's so important. So I figured if I can give all of that versus shaving my, my beard, I'll be all right. I dig it. I like that a lot more than the, uh, the shaving. And I was going to be disappointed if you were getting rid of the strong, strong beard game. So, all right. So you talked about your triathlon and running the triathlon. Did you decide to pursue this one you've got coming up in Canada for the move or, I mean, for November, or is this one of your goals? Like you, you're set out to achieve some athletic endeavors outside of your professional career. Yeah. Um, it's a couple of different pieces to that. I, so I did my first one last year in Kona, uh, and out there in Hawaii. And, um, I wanted to act, I think before we started the convo, you talked about how you want to get back to the Vancouver. Or yeah. Vancouver. And, yeah what I'm doing now. This is my second time out there and I wanted to get back up there and I love traveling and I love challenging myself and I couldn't stand endurance because I was a power athlete <laughs> <laughs> and I do believe growth happens in the most uncomfortable places. So I'm just going to jump into the uncomfort, discomfort and know that I'll be a better person after. And so that's the mission with this is to say, all right, I'm doing it. Um, you know, for, for health reasons and, and just wanting to be, um, you know, the, the lover of fitness. But at the same time, I know that this is going to help me grow. I know I'm going to be able to be mentally stronger going into new battles. Um, and I'll be sort of fearless, you know, stepping up to the plate for anything that's bigger than a half Ironman. I like it. I like it. No, man, I, I, I love that because I loved the fact that when we were on your show, you asked me a question about what is something – you're going to have to refresh me, but it was along the lines of what can your community and audience do? What can I challenge them to do in terms of getting out of their comfort zone? And you're obviously leading that charge by, by doing it yourself, which is – I mean, you have to. As the leader of your community, you've got to be able to, to step out in what you're asking others to do. What is something you've done to this point outside of, say, a triathlon that was really pushing from a mental aspect – you getting out of your comfort zone, uh, but you're so thankful you did it. Uh, 
the purposeful post, uh, the newsletter I just uh, we just started sending out. Um, you ever write something for a long time and just keep it to yourself, like your journal? You keep your journal to yourself. You keep your your aspirations, your vision board. You probably have it at home. It's it's hung up for you and your your wife to see, and um, you know maybe your friends can see it. Your goals and all that good stuff. Um, the 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 toughest thing for me was actually opening up and letting people know my story and and writing about it. Like writing is not easy. Um, you know, we can talk for days. I can talk for days and that's a strong suit for me. But being able to sit there and, and putting something on paper to to make it flow so that people really understand who you are and how passionate I am about what I'm doing um, is, is really tough. And so um, the, the, the big challenge for me is to this summer is to jump into a couple of things with the Purposeful Post. Um, we spoke about me writing a book. Um, there's a couple other things that I'm going to be writing, but um, truly it's just been embracing this journey since I started the unique piece and, and opening up, but writing about it specifically and making sure people know why I'm so passionate and why I have to do this. I have no other choice but to do this. Man, I, lo- I love that. Okay, so as someone that is focused majority of the time as we talked about on performance training and and we laughed about you taking your little getaway uh during the off season to refresh recharge and and start creating a lot more how do you go about evaluating yourself in terms of if you're constantly in the pursuit of better and being your best how are you evaluating it you know the athletes can obviously go in and they can watch the game film and review you know the game plan versus how they did that night performance defense offense shooting how do you and your kind of personal life take everything day by day so that you can build on the wins from the day before or rebound from the losses that you had? Um, a couple of different practices. Um, I am huge on meditation, um, transcendental meditation specifically. And um, the one thing I've learned about it, uh, they, they tell us not to share certain things, but I've got to share this piece. It's super important. You know, when, when you're meditating and people are like, yeah, you're not supposed to have any thoughts and you're supposed to be this way, you're supposed to be that way. I've learned that when, um, when I meditate and I'm having a boatload of thoughts, that first means that I haven't had time to sit down and relax and just be. And so I've got to get back to that practice a little more often because the thoughts rolling through your head typically are just, that's them leaving. That's the stress leaving. That's, that's the moment when you can now let go of it once you've kind of gone through it in your head. And, and that allows me to really check in to say, if, if I've meditated for 20 minutes and I never had a period where I just said my mantra or it was just dead space, there's a lot going on in my life and I've got to get back on track with um, these type of practices. And then um, the other thing that I love to do that if I don't do it frequently, I can tell the difference is Write down just three things on a little what is this, sticky note, uh-huh. put it in my grateful jar, and three things that I'm grateful for, um, for the past week, for the day, for um, that moment. I've learned to, I learned that that helps me understand, like, helps me really embrace the things that I've been able to attain and the things that I've missed out on, and using those Positive and negative moments has, has really helped me um, embrace now. You know, I, I just 
a lot of the times people are thinking about the future. I try not to think so much about the future. Once I've said it and thrown it out there to the world and, and put it up on the vision board and all that good stuff, I typically just I just hang out right here and, and do what I need to do because I know I'm headed in that direction. But it's it's being able to reflect on the past day to say, hey, you know what? I may have not been able to hit this marker that I thought I was going to hit, but I learned from it. And tomorrow, after I get a good six to eight hours of sleep, <laughs> I'm going to knock it out versus going to bed pissed off about it, end up sleeping three hours, got to wake up the next day, get on a plane, fly to five cities in seven nights and, and, and miss meditation, you know, for the next two weeks because the, you know, the, the bus doesn't stop. The train never stops, especially when the season's going. So you've got to catch yourself and you've got to really understand that um, if you can continue to invest in yourself and work on just being in that moment, um, I promise you, you'll help people around you and you'll help your future self. So you mentioned a, a grateful jar. I love that. Have you always had one of those or when did you start implementing it? And start, I'm assuming, immediately seeing a change in, in how you were perceiving stuff. But when did you decide, man, I've got to start doing this? Uh, two years ago, I had a friend, Dana Johnson. Um, she, she, was around, um, she was around when I started um, having this energy of wanting to, to start the unique piece and do all these different things. And she's in a very similar space with, with I've Never Been That Girl. And she was a talk show host. She's a, an amazing woman that um, was going through just a lot of different things and always hustling, always moving. And she said the one big thing that helped her was the grateful jar, being able to go back into that jar on days where, you know, things just weren't going right and, and read a note, you know, that you wrote to yourself, you know, I'm grateful for my nephews. I'm grateful for the opportunity to, to, to travel the world. I'm grateful for the opportunity to, to have a couch and a roof over my head, like, sometimes you forget how far you've come and sometimes you just, you just lose track of self. And, and what she was explaining to me is just during the hustle and bustle, you've got to understand like, Holy crap. Like look at where I've come just in a year, you know, in two days, look at the person I am now because uh, the world's set up to help you, but the world can also hurt you. And so she, she just really opened my eyes to that um, at that point in my life about two years ago. Okay. So uh, last, just out of personal interest, I've got to know, what are you currently reading or just consuming? Podcast, audio book, written book? What are you, what are you currently entrenched in? Um, so the last book I read and I stopped with was um, Ego is the Enemy yep. by Ryan Holiday. Amazing book. Um, you read his other ones? Yes, Obstacles Are the Way. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. Like it's it, I've, so so I hit him up and he's going to jump on the podcast. He's coming out to our leadership event that we're going to have. And you're more than welcome to come as well. Um, but we uh, I had him send all of his books so I can give to the guys um, after reading. I've, I've done obstacles of the way after reading EO is the enemy. Um, for me, it was I was sold. I was like, all right, this this has to get in other people's hands because people we don't recognize what ego looks like sometimes. And he gave you like he researched and gave you what ego looked like over time, which was amazing to me just because it, it, it came in so many different packages. And sometimes we, we, we think we're being confident. We think 
we're helping others, um, you know, wanting to win all the time, but we lose track of self. And that's the number one thing that you can't do when you're, when you're setting out to, to help and inspire others that you cannot lose track of self. And you've got to kind of have that check system like we talked about earlier. So um, Ego is the Enemy is the last book I read. And now I'm just, to be honest with you, I have to research all the, the people that I've, I've been interviewing. So I jump into that more than anything and just find out as much as I possibly can on you know each guest that I have. And, and especially with the season stopping, yeah. more time to actually breathe. Learn. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's wild. Audiobooks have been helpful, but uh, I, I just... I'm huge into building relationships and I do believe that um, you have to be interested in a person to truly know about them and, and appreciate them. So I've, I've chosen the path of just being more interested in the guests I have on the, on the podcast and um, reading as much as possible versus just finding a Wikipedia page and, and going off of that. Dude, I love that. I love that. And it, it obviously shows in your work and, and how those podcast episodes turn out. Uh, because they're really well done. Um, so sweet. Okay, so Ben, so anyone listening that is intrigued by what you're doing, wants to learn more, wants to connect with you, say hi online, where do they go? Um, let's let's go to the uh, Unique Peace. So at Unique Peace um, on Twitter, on Instagram, and basically everywhere else, it's at the Unique Peace, and it's Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E-P-I-E-C-E. And that's the website, uniquepeace.com. You can also follow me on um, my social media at uh, Ben underscore Kenyon underscore on, on everything. And uh, I, I just I warn people, it's positive. It's a lot of inspirational stuff. And I've got no choice. Um, I promise you I have negative moments. Um, but I beat them down with positive moments. I promise you there's life isn't just all um, all cakes and pies over here. It's just that. I've learned that positivity will help you get through whatever it is that you're going through. Oh, spot on. And if they follow, obviously they're engaged with compete. They're seeing a lot of the same stuff. So uh, definitely go check out Ben. We'll be linking to him in the show notes. We'll link to his podcast as well. So you guys can check him out, give it a subscribe, click. And I know he'll enjoy some ratings and reviews as well. After you listen to an episode or two, Ben, thanks for joining us today. Yes, no doubt. Appreciate you having me, Jake. That's it for another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. I, I appreciate you as a listener. I appreciate each member of the Compete community, and I'm glad that you tuned in this week, and hopefully you found some value in what we shared and who we brought on and just the, all the types of content we're out sharing. So if you got feedback, like I said, shoot us a note directly to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Connect with us on social media. Say hi. Tell us you found the podcast. We love connecting with new members of the community. We want to welcome you. Uh, we want to find ways to connect you and equip you with ways that you can be better than yesterday. Have a great week. Don't forget, you can always tune into the show at betterthanyesterdaypodcast.com or we drop new episodes every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in.